existing, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, writing, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live, it's the way that we live. Hi, I'm Reese. And I'm Carly. And this is To Ellen Back. Two in a row. <laughs> We're so good at that. <laughs> oh my God. I did look at you this time. Though. Yeah, I looked. Ex- we looked right into each other's <laughs> eyes the, the entire time. So again, that might be the key. Yeah. If you are new here, this is an auto straddle podcast in which we recap every single episode of The L Word one by one. Today, what episode are we doing, Carly? This is episode 202 entitled Lap Dance. Mm-hmm. It originally aired on February 27th, the year 2005. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a year. What a year that was. What a year that was. I'm thinking about it right now. Me too. Um, it was it probably was winter. Probably. Yeah. It was cold. It was probably very cold. It yeah. was written by none other than Eileen Shaken. And it was directed by Lynn Stopkowicz. Yep. Shall we begin? We shall. We open in Mendocino in 2003, and there is a wedding taking place. Taking place? <laughs> taking place. <laughs> There's a wedding taking place in beautiful Mendocino, California. Beautiful. It is Robin's wedding. It is Robin. She's wearing a white tuxedo, which is exactly what you expected. What they're doing with Robin and fashion is very interesting to me. But mm-hmm. anyway, so Robin's wearing a very baggy white suit. Very baggy. She's Does she not outside. know any tailors? <laughs> She's walking outside. She's leaving a wedding at the end of the wedding. Yes. People are like cheering mm-hmm. and stuff. And she clearly is one of the people who just got married based Correct. on her attire. Mm-hmm. And then she looks around confused as to where perhaps her partner has gone. And they're inside. Partner. Ch- it's a girl, yeah? Girl, I think, yeah. Clayburn. Clayburn. Not to be confused with probably another character named Clay. Um, yeah. She is making out with someone else. Someone else. During the wedding. So I'm confused <laughs> on this because, okay, so you get married <laughs> yeah. and then like you Yeah, you you've, walk. Gotten mar- you've gotten married. I've gotten married. Did this happen at your this wedding? This actually did not happen oh. at my wedding. My wedding had zero surprises oh, okay. uh, in terms of like things that I was to be surprised by. I was right. not surprised by anything that happened. Yeah. Other than the fact that I didn't get to eat. But I shouldn't have been surprised <laughs> by that because everyone who has been married has told me you will not get to eat your own wedding food. Anyway. Yeah. I was Well, confused. Claiborne got something to eat at this wedding. That's for wow, sure. Wow, 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 wow. So presumably they got married. Yeah. They walked out uh-huh. of the chapel yep. or wherever they are. They sure did. And then somehow <laughs> from the point where they were uh-huh. pronounced married yes to walking to the other end of the room to the uh-huh. door claymore disappeared in that time <laughs> like, and robin did not notice where she went that's what are we are to believe i think like do you think claymore was like hey i'm just gonna like go grab a cracker or like hey just gotta go to the bath i just gotta go to the bathroom hey, real fast real quick or like uh, super cool being married to you for 30 <laughs> seconds uh yeah i, I, I just need drop to my drop my flowers you know just gonna yeah. go get them and then was like oh here's a girl and then like robin's outside like looking around like as if they were just there a moment ago. It's so confusing the way this is. Yeah. But it would, have been, it would have made so much more sense to just have been left at the altar and, and yeah, do that yeah. thing. Because it's so, Who doesn't as, love as that? a visual. That's, that's how they started a, Friends. Yeah. That was a successful exactly. show. Friends. That's how they TV started um, Happy Endings as well. So the mechanics of like the timeline of how this actually unfolded is very confusing to me. But the point is, Robin was married two years ago-ish. Yeah. And her... Didn't work out. Her wife immediately cheated on her mm-hmm. immediately like immediately like like not a moment was wasted <laughs> no she just got straight to cheat why even go through 
have been, I don't know. I, it's fine. I have a lot of questions. It's fine. She was like, I could think about how Claiborne ducked out all day, but we're not going to. Instead, this are, doesn't matter at all. We're going to first go to our second, the second time in our lives that we had to listen to the theme song. Yeah. We were so young. Were we? So innocent. We were. We were. And then we are at special guest star, Jane Lynch is office. <laughs> Jane Lynch plays Joyce Wishnia, yes. a very successful lesbian civil rights attorney. Yeah, who I guess also does divorces. Who also does divorces, which mm-hmm. is very, that's a, okay, sure. Before we even see her, we hear her and we yes. just see um, all of her, you know, photos yeah, and she has a photo with Bill Clinton. Yes, and, and there's a newspaper headline that says lacerating, lacerating lesbian, lesbian lawyer, <laughs> which are three L words. I know. I was like, that's what they should have called this. That's episode. what they should have called this episode. That yeah. would have made sense. Although yeah. the title does make sense. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. She's throwing balls at a v- felt vagina. Yeah. Or a, it's felt like a dagger myth, like a uterus. Felt uterus. Yeah. She's throwing balls. Because that's a, at pa- a power lesbian move. That's, Most power lesbians I know have some sort of anatomy on, on their wall, including me. It's great to take a meeting and to be throwing things at a wall during yeah. the meeting. Yeah, it is. It's basically like being at a bar and playing darts while someone's trying to talk exactly. to you. Yeah, which everyone loves. And who is at the lawyer's office but Tina? Of course. It's Tina. Tina. Who I will say, actually, she looks really nice in this scene, but mm. her necklaces are absolutely Yeah, I was going to say, her, those are charm bracelets. And there's for some reason, she's wearing Seven charm bracelets were attached together to make these necklaces, and it's very upsetting. But mm-hmm. she does look, I think, very nice. Yeah, and basically... I'm trying to say nice things about <laughs> Tina. Why? So basically, um, Alice has suggested that Tina go to see a lawyer to talk about her breakup from Bet. And Joyce is kind of trying to get Tina to see the breakup as something that she should have legally mediated. They weren't officially married because marriage, same sex marriage was not a thing at the time. Mm -hmm. Tina says she does not want to wind up in court and she does not want to go after Bet's money. Correct. Flag that for later. And then we go to Alice and Shane. They're walking down the street. Alice says that she gave Tina the tip to go to the leading gay civil rights lawyer. It was on a best of list. It was on a best of list. And Alice loves a list. I I also love a list. I love a list too. And Shane is like, why did you do that? That's like a little aggro. How about instead of a lawyer, we get her a lap dance? That's basically Shane's argument. I I was watching this with my friend Drew and she was like, Shane is right about everything that isn't her own life. Mm. Yeah, that's fair. Mm -hmm. I will say that. (laughs) <laughs> That's fair, pretty true. Um, we have to talk about the music in this scene. Yeah. The music in this scene is a punk rock cover of the theme song. And it's very difficult to listen to. Just wait for the Klezmer cover of the yeah. theme song. The point of this scene, though, is that they get to the planet and it's closed. It's closed it's for business. It's the only coffee shop in all of West Hollywood. Disappearing, what are they do? disappearing lesbian spaces. Yep. This is what this is. I just thought it was about Marina not being around. Oh, yeah. It's probably just about Marina not being around. Anyway, then we go back to the lawyer. Yeah. And she's like making this very actually good argument for all the reasons why Tina needs a lawyer. Yeah. Like that she filled Bet's house with liveliness and warmth. Yes. And which gave up debatable. her career for yeah. Bet, which is presumably true. Yeah. Um, And then Joyce is like, can I smoke? And Tina's like, I'd rather you didn't. And then they exchange like very awkward eye contact. And then in that moment, Joyce realizes that Tina is pregnant. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Not because it's rude to smoke in front of a non-smoker or whatever in a closed space. But because she was pregnant. Yeah. Because she's pregnant. And then she's so then she knows like that bet also that Tina, as she put it, gave bet her womb. Mm hmm. Anyway, all the stuff that Joyce is asking Tina, this like questionnaire she's running through about the relationship is all like kind of good points about how mm-hmm. Tina like really has no autonomy. 
Yeah. And also no money, which is kind of the other thing that's going right. on. Right. She's wearing bracelets and necklaces. Times are tough. Yeah. So then we go to like the random coffee shop. I believe it's called Nirvana Bean. Yeah, I was hoping we wouldn't have to say. No, nope, Nir- we're saying it. it's called Nirvana <laughs> Bean. Nirvana. We go to Nirvana Bean and Shane does not know how to order coffee because she's only ever, ever gotten coffee at the planet. This is just so silly. Yeah. It's so silly. Like the logic of it doesn't make any sense, but it's, you know, it's silly and cute. And then Dana and Tanya show up uh, and everyone dies. Dies. Tanya orders for Dana. Because she, she, she knows die. what she like. She knows what she wants. She wants what I want more than she wants what she wants or whatever yeah. the fuck. Yeah. And Alice is like, ugh. And, and 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 then Shane rolls her eyes and says, so lesbian. <laughs> yeah. She says, so lesbian. Also, they say the word far out frappe like five times. Like a hundred times. Which like now I have permanent like yeah. ear, ear damage from. Um, But I'll recover. Speaking of covers, <laughs> a country western instrumental oh, cover no. Oh, no. of the oh, no. theme song mm-hmm. leads us into the next scene mm-hmm. at Ivan's car shop, but Ivan's not there. But you know who is there? Who? My future wife, Dax. That's great. I'm so happy for you guys. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, I met Dax through Ivan. Well, obviously. I mean, and how the, else would anyone know Dax? Yeah, Dax is a Canadian extra um, who needs a spinoff. Um, cause Canadian she's really fucking at, hot. At yeah. Least, yeah. Featured extra. Lots of dialogue here. Yeah. She gets a lot of dialogue in here. Um, basically Kit is looking for Ivan. Ivan doesn't want to see Kit anymore because Kit saw Ivan before Ivan had finished binding basically. Yes. And it was very dramatic if you recall the previous episode. Yes. And so. Which is sad. You know, it's like they were close. I feel like they projected a lot of transphobia onto this whole story. Yeah. Very much so. Um, usually using Bet as the on-screen mouthpiece, mouthpiece for... for their own transphobia. Yeah. That's like the kindest way to read it, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Dax tells her that Ivan has a cabin in Idlewild and she's she like, go I to gotta it. see Ivan. Yeah. And then the scene ends. Yeah. Also, it does seem officially like Kit. This could have been the beginning of Kit and Ivan because it seems now like Kit is all in. Like, yeah, I know Kit needs alone, but yeah. Kit like... Wants to be with Ivan. It's like, I really care about him. Yeah. And I really want to see him and talk yeah. to him. And yeah. So then we go to Bet's office where she has a new piece of art behind her desk that says, I'm sorry, very sorry. She probably made that herself, right? Yeah. She probably made herself. She had some extra neon she lights probably, lying around. Well, she probably had like a, like a drinking wine and painting party oh, at her house, yeah. but none of her friends came except for Shane, probably. Right. So she just was like, what's on your mind? Mad at her. Yeah. And she's just like, I'm so sorry. And then yeah. Shane was like, put it on the canvas. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah. That's how art gets made. Yeah. Bet is yelling at James per usual. as per usual, but briefly apologizes, which per- yeah, gross. she does. Which felt meta because she was like saying sorry in front of a sorry sign. Mm-hmm. That's not meta. I don't know what it is. It's a lot of sorries in one space. A lot of sorries in one space. Maybe she should at some point give that painting that she made that says I'm sorry to James. Uh, oh, yeah, that's true. Or I feel like Tina, Tina would probably throw it in the trash. Yeah, but Tina James would might probably, actually really appreciate it. Tina he would probably art, sell it to buy a art, necklace. Arting. <laughs> he works at art curation. <laughs> curation. Um, so Bet is trying to find a, an apartment for Tina um, to live in. This particular apartment she's looking at has an actual address. And it is near uh, the London Hotel in West Hollywood. Oh, I did not catch that. However, nice. you wouldn't know that by the show because they actually say that it's in the it's valley. In the valley, and, and she's she like, she's not going to live in the. It's she's like enraged. on the cusp of the valley. She's like, I don't want her to leave me. 
Also, they have the price for this apartment at um, either. It's hard to tell. Paused. I looked very closely at either six eighty a month or eight eighty a month. And even in 2005, that is so fucking low. Yeah. There's no way. Because it's bet. So I'm assuming we're looking at whole house properties. Yeah. So one bedroom, one bathroom. Yeah. That like, looked like legit, like a legitimate like a apartment. Yeah. yeah. And then ridiculous. a real, real throwback to the past is that James is like, well, the house has a 323 area code. <laughs> no one thinks about that anymore, you guys. No one cares. Because of landlines. Um, the lack of for areas. some reason I wrote she's famous as a note here I don't know why hmm I have a note that said lesbian collar popping which is a <laughs> just another observation of Bet's wardrobe and so Bet's lawyer walks in and is like oh. I've never heard of her right and, and she's, she's like, like of course she's not you're a man yeah. and you don't know anything that happens with women and then she like the gives this laundry list of who of who Joyce is and what yeah. she's done as if she's writing a magazine profile on Joyce yeah just to have that information ready and not knowing that that was Tina's That's lawyer actually, is really that is, remarkable. That is how I talk. That's totally what I would do. I'd be like, That's actually, okay. they wrote a book in 1985 and it was a really key text at lesbian separatism. Never be like, no one cares, Reese. <laughs> and I'd be like still talking and like, I don't know, James would be paid to listen to me, hopefully. Anyway, speaking of. Let's, <laughs> let's welcome, officially welcome our special guest yeah. to this podcast. Yeah, let's do that. Today we have a special guest. <laughs> Sick. What's up, everyone? <laughs> Who are you? What are you doing here? My name is Brittany <laughs> Ashley. And Hi, Brittany. Yeah. I mean, renowned expert on all things Jenny Schechter. <laughs> wow. I'm literally sandwiched between two, two Jenny, Jenny, apologists. Jenny apologists right yeah. now. I am You're in living trouble. the lesbian dream. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Brittany, why don't you uh, like tell us about yourself and also sure. how you identify? Yeah, I am a lesbian who also identifies as queer sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. it's a uh, language. Yeah, how fun. language. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I'm a writer. And I first watched the L word. Do you want me to dive into my yeah, L word? Yeah, tell us. Tell us. So I believe it was when I was the the year before college where I still had a boyfriend but was very removed from it because I had a major crush on my boss Bethany at Abercrombie and Fitch <laughs> where I worked. This is amazing and should actually be an L word story. Yeah. Yes. And we had on demand in our house, but we all shared the same What year was this, do you think? Uh this was two thousand seven. Okay. And so it was actually probably around that's the year I met Carly, so it's like a really big year. It's a huge, Gorgeous. huge, huge year. It was a good year. Yeah. yeah, all of us. Really. It was a good yeah. year for growth. Yeah, and there was some of the L word on demand. You know, it was one of those situations where we had Showtime for like three months, uh -huh. and I decided to watch an episode or two. I was just like so curious because the shot at Love with Tila Tequila had just ended, and I was like, <laughs> Oh my god! I was wow! Like, wow! Like, I was like, What's up with this? Maybe I'll. <laughs> take a peek at this but then I was too terrified for the, everyone else in my family to see the recently watched and so yeah. and so you know I, I'm not a good liar and so one of the things I did was I told my dad like yeah this like crazy thing happened where like I was trying to watch something else but then this was playing and so that's why it's on our recently viewed but like I didn't really like it too much I like didn't really understand it but anyways yeah what were you saying <laughs> like it had absolutely nothing to do I was just trying to like cover my basis that's so elaborate yeah 
And then you always say a good lie is a really elaborate lie. Yes, you know, everyone makes it full of details. Adding too many mm-hmm. details is the best way to lie. Yeah. yeah, and like not looking them straight in the face. Yeah, <laughs> but then two years later, um, I had gotten out of you know a tumultuous relationship with a woman. My first, you know, they're always the best, and. I had cable of my own and I started watching it and I binged it all. And then I rewatched it about three years ago again. But yeah, I the only other person I had known that watched it was my friend Alex, who's straight. And so she was the only person I could talk to about it. Right. And then I moved here and it was like what everyone was talking about <laughs> always. It's like constantly like, in the zeitgeist. Yeah. Were you surprised when you found out that no one else liked Jenny? Um, No, because... I mean, she goes through waves, you know, like in the very beginning, um, you know, in a way you are Jenny because you're entering this world through her vantage point. So it's like you're the audience is Jenny Mm. in a way and you can't really blame her for making some of these choices. Not totally. You know, Mm -hmm. she's gone through some traumas. She's Mm -hmm. figuring herself out. And sometimes when you're figuring out these major bits of yourself, you're going to make some selfish choices, but that's really the only way that you can do it is by like removing the safety nets. Mm -hmm. And so I have a lot of sympathy for Jenny, especially in the first season um, and now as well. So we haven't really seen what people would say is like the worst Jenny bits. And of course, in those moments, I'm like, ugh, Jenny, you dog you. But I think in a way, by writing Jenny as a shitty character, it's like taking the heat off characters that are actually more shitty in their core, I think. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair fair assessment. Yeah. So who is your favorite character? Is it Jenny or? No, I think Dana's probably my favorite character. Um, But God, do I love a Tanya. Tanya Get just ready, makes folks. me laugh. Tanya. Tanya's whoa. number one fan joins us today on the podcast. I, her character is just fucking hilarious. Like her character is so funny. Anytime she's on screen, you just cringe and therefore like you cringe in such a fun way. And you're mm-hmm. just like, what the fuck's going to come out of her mouth? But yeah, I like Dana. I like Alice right now. And, and Carmen, I guess we'd have to say like, if I was doing my astrology, it's like I'm a Dana Sun, um, an Alice Moon, and maybe like a, let's see, probably a Jenny Rising. Wow. You know what? Jenny Rising would have been a great name for this podcast. Oh I'm just my thinking God, about it right it now. Um, is there a character that you relate to the most? Mm, yeah, that's good. Uh <laughs> In moments, some characters, like being in a shitty relationship, you relate to Tina in moments, trying to figure out, like trying to stumble through figuring out your identity, Jenny in moments, um, just overall being a delight, you know, Allison moments, <laughs> um, having a smile that can change the world, Dana in moments, but, but nobody... Just perfect teeth. Yeah. yeah. There's nobody, you know, loving to cook like Laura. You know, like I could be everyone. I could be mm-hmm. nobody. But I think, yeah, I think, uh, you know, maybe Tim. <laughs> Tim the most. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think there's there's a little Tim in everyone, you know. Yeah. Yikes. A question that we have decided to start asking everyone is also if you could read fanfic between any two L word characters. Ooh, okay. What would it be? Who would you pick? Or three if you if you prefer your love scenes to have multiple partners. Mm. Well, since I'm monogamous, I yeah. probably would read, you know, some mono fanfic. I would say <laughs> between... That's fanfic of, of people who just got mono 
and yeah. they can only hook up with each other so that they don't give mono to anyone else. <laughs> Actually, as a perfect segue, um, between Jenny and her teacher. Oh, mm. yeah. Let's ride that segue. Let's do it. Introducing Sandra Bernhard. Famed queer bisexual? Famed bisexual. Have comic? you ever seen that absolutely batshit video of her and Madonna on a late show together? Have I yes. seen that? Of course, yeah. Yeah. Of course that I'm classic. in company. Good. <laughs> it is, I it's think, canon, yeah. one of the most important lesbian mm -hmm. videos of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, I will include it in the post so that everyone like Thank if you, you if you mm -hmm. have slept on looking at the auto startle post I put up to go along with every episode. This is the end of that for you because this video this is going to change your life. It's going to change your it. life when Madonna Madonna Sandra Bernhard had a thing. This is everyone knows this. Everyone. Yes. Everyone knows this. And they went on the David Letterman show in matching outfits, matching, matching outfits. lesbian outfits. And it was like a white T-shirt. Uh, tucked into like yep. high-rise jeans. Yeah, oh, high-rise jeans that were down to so their knees. Good. I think they had belts, big old belts on too. It was amazing. They were drunk, it seemed like. Or they were. had just had sex because they are like giddy. Yeah. Yeah, they were definitely on something. On something yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you're going to do a She's queer a show, you kind of just have to put Sandra Bernhardt in it. She has to be in it. Yeah, She's she has on to be pose. in it. Like yeah. you cannot make a show and not have her be on it right. at some point. For some reason, she's not playing a lesbian on this show. But she has that like she has like a lot of top energy. Yeah, yeah she does. Say, yeah, yeah. This is a top class, but it's a writing class. It's a writing class. It's a for very bottoms. weird writing class. But it's yeah. also a, yeah, it's a writing class where you have to like audition to get into her. You have class, to audition in person. In it. Yeah, but you're already in the class. Like you don't yeah. get to just like submit a writing sample and wait to hear back. You have to show up, get berated by her. Yeah. She's already seen a writing sample. She makes you write another writing sample. In the yeah. class. So you can't think about it. You she right. berates you some more. Yeah. And then kicks everyone out and says she'll be in touch. Yeah. Charlotte Birch is great. Yeah. Well, <laughs> she she opens. So her, her prompt is the hunter and the hunted that she has had everybody write for. And for some reason, she calls out two writers. One whose name is Hunter, right? Or someone else. Hunter Kirby. <laughs> she calls out Hunter Kirby. And also, um, Jenny, for using too many puns. What? Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> Sorry, I just was like, no, that's of all what? the issues that would be raised in a writing class. I've never heard like people don't usually use puns when they're writing like short literary fiction. No, no. they don't. Let alone two two people using puns. It's quite strange. But she basically yells at everybody and then asks who wrote. Uh, she's like, where is Sarah Schuster? And Jenny's like, hey, it's me. And she hates it. She's like, I hate hates it. Hates it. Rips it apart. Yeah. And then there's a flashback. Yeah, we get uh. these beautiful flashbacks <laughs> that were directed by Jean-Marc Valli. <laughs> <laughs> these, these black and white art house. Yeah. Little codas. Yeah. They're gorgeous. Yeah, beautiful. Little girl running through some sort of forest. Yes. And it's supposed to be Jenny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then time is up. Yeah, then time's up. Pencils down. Jenny keeps yeah. writing. Wrote about three sentences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then She's like, no ah! Time. Yeah. Yeah. And then she puts her pen down. Sandra Bernhardt turns away and she continues to write some more, which I actually thought was very funny. Yeah. yeah. I've done that before. So the point of the scene is that this writing class so far for Jenny is not going well. It's no. Because the teacher hates her. Um, the next scene makes me very happy because... Does we're it? At does a it make you happy? It does. <laughs> it does. We're at a music video shoot. For a band called The Organ. Yeah. And this is a band that I really like. Oh, I like that. But I don't like the what happens. Oh, no. Okay, good. Yeah. 
the point of this scene is that Carly sent me this song. Yeah. Eventually. I yeah. think. Right. You were like, this there. is you were like, this is the song from that scene. And I was like, I love it. Like I did about every song that was in any scene. Yeah. So Organ really is this amazing queer post punk band from the early two thousands in Canada. And they released an album and a couple EPs and they're awesome. And um, I actually looked up the music video for this song. The song yeah. is called Brother. And the what they've staged here in this scene is weirdly very similar oh, really? to the actual music video. But they're wearing completely different outfits. They're not wearing all white like they're like on a Mr. Clean. No. So what came first? This music video? Right. Or the real music video? We'll never know. Like who? what inspired what is Who's to right. say? a scary Chicken. question. Yeah. Yeah. But the reason we're here at this music video shoot is because Carmen is doing... She's like a PA on yeah, it or yeah. something. Yeah, she's like a PA. And Shane goes there to meet up with her. Shane's like, hey, your mom told me where you were. And I was right. like, I rewound that four times to make <laughs> sure she said mom and not like the name of a friend. Yeah. Because I was like... And then and then Carmen's like, yeah, okay. Like, doesn't bat an eyelash at any of that. Yeah. I what? Guess, <laughs> I guess Carmen lives with her mom and her mom has a landline and... Right. And so now she's here saying that. So she goes there to see Carmen because she wants to like hook up. And also she apologizes. You know, we've been on sets here. (laughs) Nobody like especially if you're a PA, you have the least amount of power in the whole situation. Mm -hmm. You can't just disappear. You you can't disappear, first of all. And second of all, you can't have randoms coming to visit. Yeah. Like that's absolutely not allowed. Right. So Shane is putting Carmen's job at risk just to... Mm -hmm. For the second time. more and have more control over her. Yep. And then we cut to Ivan's cabin. Yeah. Um, my only note for this scene is Ivan is too busy for this convo. <laughs> yeah. It's a fair assessment. Yeah. Kit's really there to talk about money. Money, yeah. money, money, money. Needs money for the planet. Yep. And Ivan's like, ugh. Yeah. Ivan looks pretty cute in this scene. Yeah. In the bandana. Not bad. Yeah. It's kind of like Brett Michaels cosplay. But <laughs> <I'm doing laughs> yeah. I was also into it. Yeah. Okay, back to the music video shoot. Back to the music video shoot. And then we're like completely silhouetted through glass. Mm-hmm. And Shane says she doesn't do relationships. But, but that doesn't mean we can't fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like to most people, if they want a relationship and the person that they want to be in a relationship with just told them that, like, yeah, that does mean you <laughs> shouldn't have sex with each other still. Then the editing gets completely batshit crazy. Yeah. And it's like cutting between them and the band. Yeah. Talking, and then, breathing. Yeah. And then it like. Fighting, <laughs> so fucking. And then like the, the cuts speed up really, really, yeah. really fast. Talking, breathing. Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> And then um, they're interrupted when Carmen gets a call on her walkies. And then this whole like walkie talkie thing happens and no one's using the walkies correctly. Yeah. And it really upset me. The only part of Just it so that you know, was Carly like vaguely, is like rubbing her eyes. And the only like, part that was even like vaguely okay was when Carmen was like, go for Carmen. That was literally yeah. the only part of it that was at all correct. And someone's like, I need a fresh battery. And did he say if it was a camera battery or a walkie battery? Does anyone remember? Because if she's a set PA, she would not be getting camera batteries. She would yeah. not be getting walkie batteries. So I'm just curious. It was vibrator batteries. Oh, well, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. She has some double A's probably. Yeah. Sometimes triple. So then they try to like make plans. Carmen like still does not get back to work and they're very mad at her. And she's like, oh, let's hang out this day. Oh, I can't this day. Let's hang out this day. I can't this day. Yeah. So like, oh, well, I guess we're never going to hang out. Like, oh, I got to go get a laugh dance. And Carmen's like, oh, Shane, you're <laughs> never going to grow. She's like, I could do that. And we're like, yeah, you could. Yeah. That we're like, really we could. Great. Yeah. And all the people at home are like, please do. Please, 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 please do the lap dance. And instead she goes we back to work. We hope it gets filmed. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then more random shots of the band doing the uh-huh. chorus of the song again. And then Shane specifies that she's getting a lap dance for her friend her Tina, friend. who just got out of a bad relationship. And that's when um, Carmen's like, yeah, those relationships, they really fuck you up. Right? Mm-hmm. Even though I feel like Shane is just selectively choosing um, how and when to support Tina. Because like throughout this episode, that's it's very just good so point. clear that she supports Bet's point of view. And then the only real support she's giving Tina is like, we're going to go to a strip club. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Yes. So, you know, it's always hard in a friend group when there's a breakup and who, you know, and you were friends with both. Like, what do you do? And this also is especially hard in this situation because like they're sort of broken up, but like not really. But like Tina's definitely like talking to like a divorced lawyer yeah. and like bet's like trying to find an apartment so that she'll yeah. get back together with her so i feel like everything is in complete chaos right i think often like when these conflicts happen like in friend groups and there's like someone like fucked up and whatever there's like sometimes people are torn because like one of the per- people was like bad in other ways or whatever and like i don't know it just seems like um it's i don't bet's position here is not very sympathetic no, you know? not at all. And because, and also because, I mean, she hasn't shown any growth that makes no, you believe none. that she has realized that she's actually done something wrong, that she won't do it again. Yeah. The, like, And obviously, like, throughout the episode, we see more and more bits. But the fact that she, like Carly was saying, she wants Tina to be close to her. So even some an action that could be viewed by some as, like, a sweet caretaking thing. Like, it's she's kind still of doing it. It's kind of yeah, yeah, it's coming from a place of, like, having dominion over this person. Yeah. Even though you hurt them so much and you're, like, trying to basically trap this person into having no other options but staying with you. And so that's why, I mean, we'll see it in the later scene with Alice, but it's like yeah. she gets so mad at someone else trying to give Tina more options than right. just being with her, which is right. an insane crazy person thing to do like yeah. you should want as Joyce was saying yeah. you should want to be with someone who has as much autonomy in the relationship as you do mm-hmm. otherwise yeah. it's not a relationship nope. exactly it's incredibly one-sided which is clearly what their relationship has been for yeah. a very long time yeah and I don't think that they ever really explain why Shane is well, because sympathetic to both sides I don't know this. that Shane is sympathetic to both sides yeah, I that's think true. that Shane really I think she doesn't like bet. Right. And like, or maybe she relates. cares about Tina in that she's part of the friend group and right. is just using her as like a piece of dialogue in this yeah. scene. Yeah. Like, I don't think she cares. And she's just like, let's all go to the strip club. I think right. it's more about that. I think that bet and Shane enable each other and yeah. that they aren't going to hold each other accountable because otherwise then they would have to grow and neither of them are into that. Mm-hmm. They're like two sides of the same fucked up coin. It's- very, As you can tell, I don't like that or Shane. <laughs> well, I do like Shane. I like Shane in moments. Yeah. Shane's a really loyal and friend. I, and I and do so like the friend in, moments, I like yes. Shane. Yeah. Yeah. Shane. Right. Shane's a very loyal friend. And I think that probably Shane is like, she understands or she can relate to Bet, obviously. And yes. so she, it's not, it's not, but I don't think that Shane thinks like, I can relate to Bet. And because we both do, because like what both of us do is okay. I think it's more like, I can relate to Bet because we both, do the same things that aren't okay well yeah but also shane's non-monogamous so right. for i feel like Although for she, she, the, the show refuses to, to acknowledge that, that that exists yeah mm-hmm. as like an, a thing but so like i think coming from her standpoint she's yeah. like oh like i would do what bet did because yeah. that's just the, my personality and like right. how i want to be in relationships mm-hmm. and so aside from the obvious like that was a monogamous relationship where there yeah. was no set rules or anything like that 
I think that maybe there's part of Shane that's like, oh, I relate to this because like that's what I would have done, right. even though it's obviously a very different situation. Yeah. And I think, I mean, again, it just like spe- I think that this is actually like really realistic that when like there's a couple that's in part of a friend group and they break up, it's really difficult to figure out. Yeah. How do you navigate that? Like who's going to be friends with who? Like at what point, like, does it, is it none of your business what mm-hmm. happened between them? You know what I mean? Like they didn't, you know, it's like, it's so super, super fucking complicated. And I think it's really specific to lesbian friend groups. Yep. And I think they represented that here. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the fact that Bet was taking, and again, I, I hate to skip ahead a scene, <laughs> but the fact that Bet was taking uh, Alice's aid for Tina to just like giving her the name of a lawyer, taking it as an affront against her is yeah. insane. That she's like, insane. how the fuck could you do that to me as a friend? And it's like, she wasn't it's doing like, anything off, to man. you. She was helping Tina. You yeah. should. If you actually really love Tina, you would also want her to yeah, exactly. have her life back. Yep. Yeah. Back to this carnival. <laughs> oh, man. Let me go back to Ivan and Kit. Ivan and Kit. They're drinking non-alcoholic beer. And Kit <laughs> tries to tell Ivan that his body is beautiful, which is not what Ivan wants to hear. No, not at but all. But it's also realistically what someone like Kit would probably say. Yeah. Like, yeah, she said something like, you'd you made a really pretty woman or some, some, it was yeah, something, something very that, cringy that like super cringy that Ivan absolutely does not want to hear, but yeah. that is absolutely that something in that's, character yeah. for a person in that situation. Yeah. Or and for it, most people in that situation at that, in that time period, in that time period. And like she, as far as we know, is a straight character, yeah. straight cis woman. Yeah. So I feel like that tracks. Yeah. And that, uh, that remark kind of mirrors later what Dana's parents say to her and Tanya about like, but you're both pretty women. Like, it's such a waste yeah. that you're yeah. with each other. It's like there's this ongoing narrative about, like, how people should be. And, like, mm-hmm. if you're a pretty feminine woman, you should be this way. Right. So Kit asks Ivan for 50 grand by tomorrow when she has to meet Marina's father. Yeah. Um, and she's got a business plan. And Ivan is, like, just so exhausted with this whole situation. And he's like, leave the business plan. I will read it. But you shouldn't count on me. Right. I hope she has another copy of that business plan. She's been yeah. carrying that envelope around for like two yeah. episodes. Yeah, she has. And I'm honestly concerned that she does not have another copy. And yeah. did not save it on a floppy disk. Definitely no. didn't. No. It's not in the cloud. They there was cloud. no cloud. They didn't have Not cloud. a single cloud. Not in the cloud. There was no Dropbox. Nope. Just bo- just a box. Just a cardboard box just that you could put. a cardboard box that you could put your copies in yeah. if you made them. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck on that. Then back to school. Yeah. Charlotte Birch's class once again. Which Jenny has arrived at wearing a fur coat. Yeah, I noticed there was a fur coat sitting on the back of her chair. Yeah, yeah you see, this is all about symbolism. You know, the hunter and the hunted. <laughs> um, it's like, so does that mean she's the hunter or the hunted? She's the hunter. And the, her fur coat was the hunted. But I think she sees herself as the hunted. Yeah. It's all or about the, what about the huntress? That a book by the Melinda Lowe. was not able to comprehend that. Yeah, that's true. These are my notes for this scene. Yeah. Charlotte Birch's class. She's destroying all of the students. <laughs> Jenny's story is set in a carnival. It's a true story. And she says it lacks imagination because you haven't transformed it into fiction. Everyone leaves except Jenny, who appears to have a fur coat on the back of her chair. Yeah. Those are my notes for this scene. Did you like her pencil case? I did not uh, notice I it. I sure did. I liked it. That to me shows the sign of a true prepared person. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. But these carnival stories, I mean, they are like a runner throughout the whole season, right? Yeah, they sure as fuck are. They started last previous episode. I do believe it's one of the things that Eileen Shaken has said she thinks, in retrospect, didn't work. 
which I feel is true. True. Yeah. It did not work. In all respect. In total respect. In every time frame, every Mm -hmm. timeline, it does not work. Yeah. Respect. Then we go to Dana and Tanya. They're getting ready to meet Dana's parents. Yeah. Tanya is insistent upon getting their blessing, which having seen their interactions with their daughter last season, this feels very unlikely at this point. It does. Yes. First of all, every time that Tanya calls Dana Pookie, which she does constantly, I think about rent. The point of this scene is that like Tanya is just like dictating everything in Dana's life. She's like, I need you to wear your hair in a ponytail and I will take care of everything else. Is there any like pet names, like any specific pet names that you two have called people that are worse than Pookie? No, I have not. I've I've that had, would ruin. I had an ex who called me Bunny. Did you like that? A little at the time. At the time. Yeah. <laughs> what about in retrospect? Um, you know, for some reason it made sense. Okay, that's cool. I don't know why though. It just made sense. I think she was a very like, uh, like kind of aggressive person. Mm. And so it, it was like a very softened her. It softened mm. her. When Unless she, like, yeah. she was the hunter and you were the hunted bunny. That's, that's true. true. I was. Eventually I was the hunted bunny. Is there one you've called that's worse? No, but me and my current girlfriend are really trying to get little cunty to be a thing. Oh, that's <laughs> cute. I like that. I really hope you make that a thing. Yeah, that's we're trying. Get If you do, you get hats with like embroidered in script, like in cursive. Yeah, and then yeah. like the little, cunty. little graffiti. Like, yeah. Yeah. Or it could be like little flags. cunted and the little cunt. Ooh, Cunt. I like that. Yeah. Little Cunter. Little yeah. Cunter. I know. What if the assignment had been? The assignment should have been the Cunter. The Cunter and the Cunted. Jenny might have done a lot better. I know. I think yeah. she would have done a lot better. Or that. worse. Can it get worse, do you think? Mm, probably not. Then we go to Alice's apartment where Bet is a giant cunt. Wait, but yeah. first, she Alice is, is like cunter. cleaning. Alice is like cleaning up the apartment because Tina's shit is everywhere. And right, this which made is me so angry. What a <laughs> shitty house guest. Oh my God. Also, why? Who? What? Her clothes, her clothes are Why? Does that make any sense? Why would her clothes be everywhere? Did she just like uh, empty her suitcase and throw her clothes all over the apartment <laughs> and run out? like it. Like, like what, what the hell? Ugh. Anyway, Bet storms into Alice's. Proper like, house guest etiquette is, is that if you're asleep against someone's couch, you're supposed to pack you're supposed to keep everything in your suitcase when you're not there. Just like be respectful. I don't know. I have a lot of personal space issues. So <laughs> the scene really bothered me. And then Bet showed up and then made a mess of things even worse. So Bet is mad at Alice for getting Tina a lawyer. And Alice is like, I'm just trying to help her. You know, I've been there because as you all know, Alice and I forgot about that actually. Yeah. Oh, really? In, until watching that. Oh, really? Yeah. But it, but it turns out. I mean, it sounds like Bet was really cold to Alice after they broke up. Right. Well, Bet because Bet had cheated on Alice with Tina. Yeah. Wow. And then ended it because she's, she's like, we clearly weren't meant to be together, and right. I was just like doing us both a favor. Yeah. She was like, we only dated for six weeks. I did us both a favor, which yeah. is so fucking mean. Yeah. And then Alice calls her cruel. Which is correct. Yeah. And somehow the scene ends with Alice apologizing to Bet. Yeah, that's because Bet is a conversational wizard who is a <laughs> yeah. fucking master manipulator. Bet should be a lawyer. Oh, yeah, she, she should, should be. be. Is How it, did why she is she get doing out of art fight? curation? Well, you can't yell at the... Well, the art can't... You can she yell at the art, but the art yell. can't yell back at you. That's true. Yeah. The art's just like, I'm sorry, so sorry. Then we go to Tanya... Cylon dinner. Cylon dinner. Yeah, where we have two Cylons... 
Um, Can you believe that such a talented, charming tennis player was birthed from two Cylons? I can't. What's a Cylon? You ever watch Battlestar Galactica? I did not. Oh, so both of these actors were on Battlestar Galactica. Oh, both wow. the And also, they these actors are married in real life. Oh, yeah. incredible. So the sweet. dad was a major role major on character. Battlestar, who I hated. We all hate him. He was so annoying. I always thought he reminded me so much of John McCain. And yes, I, and he, it made me hate him even more. Absolutely. Like, there's, it's ridiculous that he never played John McCain in anything. Like, it's so, shocking. So Look. this casting was... A f- was specifically for a subset of queer women who would be watching it and would be like fans of both the L word and Starbuck. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. Which is a big crossover. That actually is a huge. Although they were both, they both, both these shows are on around the same time, and they were both filming in Canada Vancouver at the same time in Vancouver, which is a great place to visit. I don't know. I've Destination been, Vancouver, please it. advertise on our <laughs> podcast. Thank yeah. you. Um, so Cylon dinner. Yes, I. Okay, so you know what's really weird is when you don't like your parents. Or like when, when you, like I've had situations where I like get along really well with someone's parents, but it's really weird because they, because my partner doesn't like their parents. And mm-hmm. it's this weird like thing that you're negotiating where you want the parents to like you, but also like the more that closer you get to them, it's like now you're validating my terrible parents. Yeah. Well, I also feel like Tanya is one of those people that will like someone's terrible parents. Yes. Because, because she is terrible. She, yeah. Because she, she's got that energy. Yeah. Tanya's literally a salesperson. Like this yeah. is what she does for a career. So she is like literally selling them on the idea of her marrying Dana uh-huh. on Dana's career and being out and like all the sponsorships and money. And like, yeah. it's crazily like a very good presentation. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. for what her goals are in the scene, yeah. she's nailing it. Yeah, she kills it. But it's it. batshit crazy. I think yeah. to some women, Tanya is like their worst nightmare. And I think to some women, I think Tanya is their dream partner. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Is she the one who calls them two perfect examples of strength and femininity? She sure does. Oh, she calls Dana and her mom. Yeah. And isn't, oh. wait, do we know this yet? That Dana's mom is gay. Yeah. 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 And because then Dana's mom starts crying because, She's, well, they ask for her blessing mm. and they're like, I don't know why that's relevant. And it's like, duh, of course it's relevant. And then they don't get what's going on and like why they need to get married and blah, blah, yeah, blah. Yeah. They're like, either, neither of you would have any trouble finding a man. So why are you marrying <sighs> each other? Tanya, I also feel like Tanya's part of her successful sell is that she's trying to sell them as like heterosexual lesbians. Yes. Yeah, she's trying to be like we are. We represent traditional gender like roles, heteronormative yeah. everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Tanya's like, "I'm going to tell you a story about Bayard. This ridiculous story of her previous engagement to a man." Do you think this story was true? No, I don't. No, no, I don't think so. Either. I thought it was completely made up. Yeah, but Bayard again. Bayard. What are these? Nick Claiborne Baird? Baird? Who the only know. Baird at Baird Rustin. I that's know that's. It. I was like yeah. Baird Rustin. That was my first thought, and then yeah, I was like, no, I don't think that he would have been into. No, I don't Tanya. think he would have been okay with this at all. <laughs> and somehow it works. Like she actually gets yeah. through them, and they all start crying and they hug, and it's like. Well, she talks about how she's going to marry this guy, and she just lie awake at night, and I don't know, think about like jerking off to Anna Kornikova, <laughs> and then one day Baird was like, "You shouldn't marry me. You're obviously not happy." And of course, Dana's mom starts crying because that's describing the relationship she's still in with yeah. her husband. Yeah, Baird is the only good man on the show. You don't even see him. <laughs> and that's why he's the yeah. only good man. We don't even give him a chance to fuck it up. Right, that's true. He and honestly, Bet should take a page out of Baird's book. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. be like, oh, Tina, I make so unhappy. Please don't be with me. Yeah. I'm going to set you free. Yeah. Go. Spread your wings. Anyway, this scene ends with the Cylons crying. I feel like it's very hard to make a Cylon cry, so good job. Good job. Back to Nirvana Bean. Nirvana Bean. Tina and Alice and Shane are at Nirvana Bean. They're like a little bit better at ordering things, but still very confused. Okay. 
Like coffee's made of what? Yeah. I don't understand. <laughs> what? But I just want to order a coffee. <laughs> and then Alice mentions that she doesn't trust Tanya, which is um, true. True. Yeah. Also, I have to say, this is another Shane outfit that I attempted to replicate oh, yeah. when I was in college. This is another Shane outfit that I was like, oh, Shane looks great in that outfit. And there's also a piece of art in, or a mural or something in the coffee shop that looks like Shane. <laughs> Just a note. Just a note. Do you think it was drawn by one of her exes? Definitely. It was probably one of Lacey's early flyer, Definitely one of Lacey's uh, early flyer early draft. Or that was for like the cover of her Shane zine, which is just testimonies of people who've been wronged by Shane. So now we're with Jenny and Robin. Robin refers to Jenny as gifted and hot. I wrote that down. I just thought that yeah. was funny. Robin is about to take so her yeah, to meet I all do, her friends. Uh, I do. Um, I relate to Jenny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. Robin's about to take Jenny to meet all of her friends. Yeah. She's like, are they all couples? And she's like, yeah, actually, most of my friends are married. Yeah. And then refers to one of the couples as having, quote, an adopted Chinese baby, which I feel yeah. is very 2005. Very 2005. Of Just them. say a baby. Yeah. <laughs> they adopted a baby. Yeah. Just say they have a baby. It doesn't matter how they got the baby. They yeah. have a child. Yeah. That's really all you need to say. Yeah. Is she afraid that Chinese can walk in and be like, where's that baby from? <laughs> China? <laughs> My friends threw a party that led to this <laughs> once. Um, then we go. Oh, then we go to a really fun scene. Ooh, good scene in the planet. Wait, it, they're not in the planet. Not, it's not in the planet. Here's they? the thing. So it's Dana and Alice having coffee together, and they must be at Nirvana Bean because we know there's only two coffee shops in West Hollywood. Yeah. So it does look like Alice is drinking like a milkshake. So it also it's probably looks a far like out frappe. We're at the planet. Yeah. Yeah. But, they definitely same set. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. And the camera does this lovely thing it's it's one shot and the camera starts on a wider two shot and slowly creeps in on them and as the camera's doing that they're physically moving leaning in closer to each other and it's just a really well blocked and mm -hmm. shot moment there's so much sexual tension between Extreme them and it's like tension. overwhelming you feel like you feel sexual tension with them watching it because they're so like, like you find yourself on edge forward yeah yeah into the yeah. screen no like, i was like boink <laughs> I hit my head on like, the tv oh, yeah yeah, yeah. There's, yeah. A, there's a screen here yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't know if it's important to note, but, uh, Tanya does not know they're having coffee together. No, she doesn't. It's a secret now, even though they've been best friends for ever, a unspecified period Un of time. No, 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 no. So they, yeah, they still want to fuck <laughs> the next scene. All I just wrote, Robin is wearing a vest. Yeah, I wrote my, my note for this is the vest, the vest. <laughs> like, okay. So this is what I want to say about Robin. So in this scene, Robin is wearing a buttoned up like sweater vest, but she has like, it's buttoned. The, op the top is open. The bottom is open. So it's only button in the middle. Yes. Nothing underneath. She's obviously wearing 17,000 necklaces as usual. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like this is an example, as every scene Robin is in, of her taking like a lesbian fashion concept and then destroying it. <laughs> yes. Like, actually, like a girl who like, you know, that maybe even I was at one point who just like, so this is what lesbians wear. I'm going to, I'm going to wear an outfit like that. And then you like have your tie inside your crank shirt it up to yeah. a thousand. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like every single, like when she went to the art opening wearing like a white tank top and a, a, like a leather necklace and then another necklace and it's like this is you're wearing like a white tank top with no bra um, mm, you've only got 30 okay well, I about 45 yeah. this is totally yeah. actually the correct number for lesbians on the show so they go to meet robin's friends and all they do is talk about having babies yeah and they're like robin will be a great mom jenny and it's like they've been dating for 
five, five I mean, minutes. allegedly. Yeah. yeah five what minutes. Awful friends. Lunch. This is the first time they've met Jenny and already yeah. they're like, please take our friend off yeah. of our hands. Yeah. Like marry her. Yeah. Put a baby in her. Did you know that her ex cheated on her at, at the wedding? Did you know that? And Jenny's like, like, yes, I did see the beginning of this episode. <laughs> yeah. Mendocino 2003. We were all there. And then one of them's like, oh, come on. We're lesbians. We talk about everything. And it's like, and what? I'm just like, please kill me. Yeah. <laughs> But I also, uh, they were trying to get Ling Ling to say her first word again. And I wonder if it was going to be, run, Jenny. <laughs> get out. <sighs> so let me go from here right back to Jenny and Robin arriving back at Jenny's house. So I yes. guess what has happened since Tim left is that she has moved out of her tool shed and into the main house. Yes. Yeah. Yet we know that she cannot afford it. So TBD. she's going to figure it out. Put a pin in that. But this scene, I think about a lot. Like I knew the lines before they said the lines because I yeah. remember it specifically because also that feeling of being like, you're at one place in your life and, and I am, I am not there. severely <laughs> fucked, which is exactly how I felt when I was watching this, like at this time in my life and I was watching this episode. I was like, yes, this is exactly true. Like I cannot put you a nice, decent person who has these very like ideas about what you want in a relationship right now through my fucking labyrinth like drama. And also, you know, I mean, the fact I that need to be alone. Robin is like so severely projecting what she wants onto Jenny without yeah. actually without like, you know, having any confirmation from Jenny that that's what she wants mm -hmm. to. It's clearly a bad pairing, even despite yeah. the fact that Jenny is in a horrible place and doesn't yeah. want to get married, you know, and next have a baby year. tomorrow. Yeah. 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 She's she wants she needs to explore her identity more. Yeah. She also, yeah, it's it's just Robin truly cannot take no for an answer and is like, yeah. no, we are, this is, I can't believe that you had sex with me, but you're not going to yeah. marry me after. Yeah. Like, is this just what you do? You like make people fall in love with you and then you fuck with your heads. And it's like, first of all, yes. But also no one who meets a dinosaur gets married. <laughs> Let's be real. But write in if you have. But please, please write in. Please, please if you met if you your wife or other spouse at Dinosaur. We want to know. We want to know we want all about it. Or also, you know, I run the Insta. A lot of you already like communicate with me on through the Insta DMs. You can continue it's to so do cute. so. But um, I have to say, I mean, obviously, again, we know that you're not crazy about Jenny Carly, but do you give Jenny credit for this scene? I will have you know. <gasps> uh -oh. I want you to see what I wrote here. Please, me. I wrote, honestly, hashtag team Jenny currently. <gasps> this scene made me we're all on the same team well, honestly, yes. i didn't really start hating jenny until later seasons okay true yeah like season one jenny is, is great yeah season well, two jenny is fine but like this scene robin is being like really batshit bat and she's yeah. projecting so much stuff on her she's like i cannot believe i'm getting dumped again and it's like how on earth is this situation at all on par right with what happened what at claiborne your did what, yeah claiborne and jenny aren't the same yeah no. claiborne was like i need to get a napkin and then fuck some girl in the like, back of a church the, yeah and like yeah like what you were saying like oh you sleep with people then you don't want a relationship with them and you make them fall in love with you that's and, called dating yeah and i'm like wow this is really Loser. terrible like this yeah. is just terrible also what do they even have in common robin doesn't read books jenny is books jenny is a book jenny is a living book she's a she's got pages. jenny loves books she has books she has books piece of paper all over her wall yeah and carson so get with so it. i just want to say i am absolutely team jenny currently at this point in the series good i'm glad i just want you guys to know that too especially the two of you since you yeah. are her foremost jenny scholars yeah, I'm her and agent. fans yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then we go then we go to mandarette to the restaurant which is a Chinese restaurant that still exists in west hollywood and i am personally a big fan of First of all, they keep saying, oh, we're going to go see strippers. Oh, is uh, someone's like, aren't we bad feminists or something to go see 
strippers, basically. And then someone's like, no, they do it because they love it. Which also just as a former sex worker, that narrative is kind of annoying because it's mm-hmm. also like, no, yeah, sure. I mean, as much as anyone likes their job, they do it for money. It's a, it's a job right. like any other job. It's like acting like, oh, if you're a sex worker, it must be because you love having sex with strangers. It's like when I worked at Barnes and Noble yeah. because I loved working at Barnes and Noble. No, no, I loved having a job and an employee discount. Yeah. And like you oh, probably books. liked it like all, you know, or maybe you I do love your enough. job, but I think mo- everyone does jobs for money no matter what the job yeah. is. And I think an essential part of being a feminist is recognizing the fact that women have the right to make any choices they want for their bodies. Yeah. And you should support that. Yeah, exactly. And they'd probably love to give a lap dance to Tina instead of to Tim. So Bet is outside the restaurant. Yeah. She pulls her car up and says she's got some takeout she needs to pick up. Everyone's at the table, the gang. The gang's all there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Including that those noodles. Yeah. So before we get to okay, before we get to the takeout, first of all, there is a moment when Shane realizes that Alice and Dana are fucking or have a thing. Yes. But before that, before that, we need we to have talk a about very how this interesting conversation is filming choice. I'm so upset. <laughs> so it was I'm like, so, so you know how at some Chinese restaurants, there's like a little like lazy Susan type thing in yeah. the center. Well, Probably guess where we are, folks. <laughs> we are the point of view of the of noodles the or the soy sauce. We don't really know what's on lazy. there. Maybe the dumplings. Yeah. But we this are is my the mom's point ex-wife, lazy, lazy Susan. Yeah. Um, you know what this is, is actually lazy filmmaking. Damn! I'm very curious to see if this... So usually in a script, there's not a lot of direction. Right. But this is a TV show, and this is Eileen Chaikin, mm-hmm. so I feel like there is probably some direction in it. Yeah. I wonder if it this was in the script and the director just had to do it, or if right. this was her choice, because... Have you seen this done, this type of thing done before and done well? I mean, that 70s show, use it as a device oh, for yeah. a decade. But it was also like the passing of like a joint, right? Or yeah, it was exactly. Like, so that brings us to the point of why I hate this so much is because the camera movement is motivated by something. Something in the story is motivating the camera movement. In that 70s show, it was motivated by where the joint was being passed around the circle. Mm-hmm. And you didn't see the characters literally reaching in and moving the camera. Right. This, given what we know of the show and the style in which it is shot and directed, this does not fit the visual style of the show at all. And in terms of just pure filmmaking, nothing in the story has motivated this camera placement and right. movement. And that's what bothers me so much. At no point does anyone actually reach in and grab a noodle, a noodle or anything off of the lazy Susan. Yet there is foreground elements uh-huh. that they could have grabbed at any point to help sell why they're doing this gag. I think someone saw the, the table and was like, wouldn't it be cool if you put the camera in the middle of the table? Yeah. Which like maybe would have been fun for like a beat. But yeah. then it lasts the entire conversation. Yeah. And you actually at one point see someone's hand turning the lazy Susan. Yeah. To to land exactly on the next person who yeah. is speaking. It's just I maybe the of, camera person was like, I have to go make out with Claver and can someone else film this? And they're like, let's just put it on the lazy Susan. Lazy filmmaking. Yeah. Tanya says something about how like uh, something about like Dana getting a lap dance. And she was like, no, she doesn't want any other booty on her booty. And she clearly has a fundamental <laughs> misunderstanding of what a lap dance is. It's in the name. It's really descriptive. Yeah. yeah it's, a, it's on your lap. It's, it's not, not like, but it wouldn't be funny if it was like Dana yeah. bent over, like she did her weird dance in season one on the boat. Like if she was bent over and then the, the lap dancer butt. was like rubbing her butt yeah. up against Dana's butt, you know? Um, the other thing that happens oh, here, butts to butt, butts to butt. Yeah. Well, I guess in well, Requiem for a Dream. I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> say Requiem, but then I was like, I'm not going to say it. Um, so 
Tina says, I don't want the first woman to ever touch me other than Bet to be a stripper. Yeah, that was gross. Which was a really, really gross thing to say. You should be so lucky. Yeah, yeah right? Bitch. Ugh. And then Tanya's like, I also, cannot they believe don't really you. touch you. <laughs> yeah, it's they, like the they, whole, they, that's they also actually, the whole point. They actually can't touch you. And then Tanya's like, you've only ever been with Bet, And it's like, Ugh. and then they're all laughing and giggling. And then Bet hears the laughing and giggling as she's getting her takeout and is like, Ugh. they're all having fun without me. But also, can you imagine being in that friend group and thinking, oh, my God, Tanya's going to be here forever? Oh, that's definitely what I would have been thinking at that exact you know? moment and just like wanting to die. Yeah. And I think that is exactly what Shane is thinking because Shane notices Bet and runs outside and yeah. follows her. Probably like, take me with you because Tanya's <laughs> infiltrated this half of the group. Yeah. yeah and I don't and like it anymore. I can't be around yeah. her. Yeah, maybe Shane doesn't really feel sympathy for Bet so much as she feels <laughs> like she just doesn't want to be around Tanya anymore. Tanya, yeah. I also do feel like it's a little bananas for Tanya to be like, Dana can't have a lap dance for crying out loud. God. Anyway, but I do feel like, yeah, there's a part of the scene where Shane recognizes between Alice and Dana that something is happening. As the, as um, the camera is being, because Shane is a Yoda, a cheating, a cheating psychic. Shane knows what's up. Yep. Shane figures it out. Yeah. Yeah. Shane chases bet out to her car and she's like, I'm so sorry. This really sucks. Like apologizing for the situation mm-hmm. when Bet is the entire reason the situation exists. Yeah, and I think that Shane is mainly bummed that like her life isn't the same. Yeah, we without can't all reco- hang out. <laughs> yeah, without recognizing the fact that Tina is deeply unhappy and is uh, not getting what she needs out of a relationship, and it would just yeah. be easier if Tina just fucking dealt with it. No, instead we're gonna get Tina a lap dance. Yeah, right. So they go to the strip club. I, my only note for this scene is this is a bad strip club. Tina's just like grossed out, which is just, I mean, decor aside is like fucked, but whatever. Yeah. I will say the only thing that I didn't like about strip clubs was just like gross men that were there. Right. Everything else was like fine. Like if it was, if there were strip clubs where only like women were allowed, that Uh, would be what a dream. Yeah. Um, so Kit and Bet are now together in the planet, which is closed. I guess Kit got a key. Or through a brick through the window. Yeah. Either way, they're she, inside. Maybe she opened it with a credit card. Yep. You know, I have a lock picking kit. I could have helped. <laughs> Thank you for in. seeing me there. I thought that she oh, was yeah. bringing... Oh, yeah. By the way, by the way, Carly can pick locks, you guys. I took a lock picking class for magicians. <laughs> Ask me anything. I love that. I thought that Bet was bringing the Chinese food, but there oh. is no Chinese food to be found in the scene, and she doesn't eat it until way later in the episode, so it's, like, cold by then. Like, what? Yeah. what is she, happening? You know what? She probably did, but reheat it. I guess. It just feels sloppy. <laughs> I literally wrote here, now I want Chinese food. I told you guys. I've been thinking about this all <laughs> yeah. day. Sorry, I will say that there yeah. is like kind of like a nice Bet and Kit moment where oh, Bet's like, I do like believe in you and like I support oh. you doing this. And and Kit like, it's like a moment where Bet is actually like nice to Kit and not like tearing yeah. her down. I was watching once. this with my girlfriend this morning and because I see Bet in such like a negative light that I was like, uh, she's just doing this. She, like, she just offers money to Kit so that she could have power over Kit and <laughs> Christina's like, I think she's maybe just a nice sister. <laughs> and I was like, no, impossible. She's all bad. <laughs> this, I will I will give, like, Bet's been shitty to Kit in a oh, lot of yeah. scenes. But she was actually very sweet in this yeah, scene. Yeah, maybe she's realizing nice. that she only has a few allies left and she should probably yeah, be nice your ally is Shane. Yeah. yeah. Not even James, just Shane. Then we go back to the strip club. Yeah. Where there is 
a waitress who sort of hits on Shane. And, and then, Shane is like very like politely is like, no, thanks. And yeah. then the girl like yells at her. She's like, you're a player, aren't you? <laughs> and Shane's like, sure. It's like kind of weird moment. I'm like, yes, she is. But like, it's also a very, very strange moment. Yeah. The girl was like assuming something was definitely going to happen. I wish a waitress would say that to me. You know what? You're a player, aren't you? You're a player, right? And I'd be like, yeah, I am. Then Tanya gives Dana money as if it's like an aunt giving like yeah. her. Go buy yourself something nice. Yeah. yeah. She's like, here you go. So weird. Yeah. And there's like weird Tanya's Alice so Dana weird. tension happening. In the yeah. bathroom. Yeah. In the bathroom. They just want to do it. Oh, it's such a good scene. They keep meeting in bathrooms. I know. So God, good. I thought they were really going to do but it. I was so excited. Like, when then, you think about like queer women culture, oh, that's yeah. where yeah. a lot of stuff goes Oh, yeah. Down. Absolutely. Yeah. That's I've had so many key moments, life Absolutely. moments Same. in bathrooms. Same. You know what I mean? Because we don't get coming out moments have been in bathrooms. Yeah. We don't get we don't like get. A lot of, of extra spaces. things of spaces. of spaces, but one advantage we have over straight people is that we can hook up in the bathroom. Yep, as represented by the classic film Better Than Chocolate. Anyway, what a classic! <laughs> it's funny that Alice references how they have the rules that they set, um, and like you're right. not allowed to be in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not allowed to be in the bathroom. You're standing there. I'm trying to pee. Yeah, then and they, then Tanya marches in. Yeah, and they drops almost her pants. kiss, and then Tanya like kicks the door down. Like, yeah, and she says that Tina found someone she likes. Like, yeah, Tanya, go away. And then Alice hightails it out of there. And, and Tanya, Tanya immediately <laughs> starts peeing in front of Dana. Like, Come yeah. in the stall with yeah, me, Dana. Yeah, over. I have to piss. <laughs> and just like pees in front of her. And the camera yeah. lingers on their feet being near each other. I'm yeah. Like, then we go back to the planet. I have written Ivan in his outfit. Yeah. They hear a motorcycle pulling oh, up yeah. and they assume it's Marina's dad. Did I mention before that Ivan was wearing one earring at his cabin? Like very, one like cross earring. Yeah. Very George Michael. That's very, very in right now. The one earring. Yeah. Is that because Brittany started? Not this Brittany. No, this Brittany. This Brittany. You Brittany actually it. started that trend. Yeah. The one earring trend. Congratulations. Thank you. Not wow. a lot of people know that you started the trend. No. No, but I think it's Brittany really, Nichols who yeah. started it. Yeah. I'm really glad that um, I could overshadow Brittany Nichols. Yeah. <laughs> As one aspires to do. So it's not Marina's father that's there. It's Ivan. Um, it's Beth's Ivan. really salty about everything, but manages to not say anything, which is great. Because yeah, manages- anytime she opens her mouth around Ivan, she says something very offensive. Yeah. And Ivan's like, here's 50K. Uh, I can never, ever be around you again. Yeah. I will it be your like silent gonna, business yeah, partner. No, it sounds like it's going to be a really good business partner. <laughs> I think it's a great yeah. idea. Great idea, yeah. yeah. Um, But she gets her money. She does. Meanwhile, back at the strip club, Shane knows about Dallas. Shane has figured it out. And Alice is like, what the hell? What How is their shipper name? Is it Dallas? Uh, is it Dallas? Shallis? Shallis? <laughs> Dallas? No, but it would be like Dan- Danis. Danis. Or Sh- I think it must be Dallas. Danis sounds like, like some D-A-L-I- part of my yeah. I discovered yet. Yeah, well, Joyce Wishtia knows where it is. Threw um, something at it earlier today. Yeah, she threw a ping pong ball at it earlier today. So she admits that they kissed. Yeah. And it's like not a thing, but it's clearly a thing. Yeah. And Shane is a little thrilled by it, I think. Oh, yeah. Shane's super excited about this. Yeah. Like, oh, finally. There's <laughs> something infidelity. interesting. Yeah. <laughs> she loves infidelity and she'd like Tanya she out of the front Tanya. group. <laughs> right. And then they say that the dancer they've gotten for Tina looks like Bet. No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. Like, is it like she I, has dark hair? That is the only way. They're like, does she look like anyone? And I'm like, does uh, she look familiar to you? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I remember when I first saw this, and they were like, doesn't she remind you of anyone? I was like, I was like, who? I never understood this scene. Great question. Yeah, Yeah. but are you going to answer that question? Maybe a girl I went to college with. I don't know. At this point in 
last evening, I was drunk enough that my notes say, this dancer looks dot, 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 nothing like Carly. That is fact. Do you mean Carly Rae Jepsen? I think I was just like thinking about the podcast. So your name was in my head. So instead of writing bet, I wrote Carly. This is amazing. You know what I mean when you do that? Because you're like, you're drunk and not paying attention. Yeah. Like I call Carol by whoever was most recently in my house for like three days. My mother's been addressing me And I call other people Carol all the time, which like, which is great. Call Carol Brittany. (laughs) That'll be nice. This lap dance goes on forever. And then we go back to the planet where... Ah, ah, ah. The Count is here. The Count is here. He he would like a glass of wine. He has the most vampire vibes of anyone on the show. Oh, my God. Where did they find him in Central Casting, Vancouver? (laughs) This man, he says he needs a glass of wine. And he refuses to drink California wine. Also, I can't really place his accent. It's from Transylvania. The the actor is Hungarian. (gasps) I'm Hungarian. Uh, the best part of this, I mean, there's a few things that happen this theme, but I think we can all agree the best part is the accessory. Oh yeah, his feather fan. His feather fan that he brings uh, with him, which is such a power move. Not only did he travel from Transylvania with it, yeah. he also took it out of his car he did. while his driver idled outside. That's obviously yes. what's happening. Mm-hmm. And brought it inside and then yes. unfurled it and fanned himself. I mean, fanned that himself. probably makes sense because it's California, so right. it, might, it might be warm out. And yeah. the the, well, the electricity is on, which doesn't really make a maybe sense. The, maybe, it's, maybe, the maybe they have a, like a gas lamp and the, the, it's off screen. Or like you're a, right, you're can, right. they, maybe they have some candles. Probably candlelit. Yeah. Maybe That's just, the best way to do a business negotiation is by candlelight. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he hates Los Angeles so much. He, he hates, hates it, it so much. Yeah. That's why he had to bring his fan. That's why he brought his fan to keep the smog, the smog out of his face. Yeah. Um, he accuses Bet of being really judgy. Yeah. And he says, the heart is stronger than the head. Everyone is capable to commit a passionate crime. This is such a weird scene. Yeah. <laughs> it is weird. <laughs> I'm just like, if she's been in like a, wait, has Marina told him like literally everything that has happened on the show? Did he watch the previously on? He's the basically show? trying. <laughs> I think he did watch the previously on. Yeah. He was like before, right before when he got off his like private jet and into his dark car, they has to be in because he can't see sunlight. <laughs> they were like, hey, on your way over, do you want to just watch like, they, they did like a little recap at the beginning of season, of episode 201. Do you want to just like peep it real fast? And he was like, yeah, I'd love a little peep. And then he fanned himself some more. Then he and fanned he himself. Like, give me an Italian wine. Like, yeah, give me an Italian wine. I hate California wines. I hate these Dreadful. wines you Californians drink. California wine is fine. It's fine. Sometimes it's good. It's fine. It's fine. It's like he's never had Sutter home. <laughs> you know? And he... Then, then the, the most incredible thing happened. It, this is not... Marina's father. Well, it's not this her is father, not her but daddy. It's her daddy. <laughs> it's her daddy, not her father. It is revealed that Marina is already married. She's been married to this man for 12 years. For 12 blissful. That should Wait, make her a countess. Who was that chick before then? Was that her girlfriend? Francesca? Francesca? Yeah. That was her. Well, no one could be married then. So that was her just partner. Partner of, of a, some amount of time. Some oh, amount of time. She's got a lot of irons in the fire. I don't know how <laughs> she keeps track of all this. She must have a really good calendar system. She's in a hospital in Milan. Yes. Currently. That's where you go to hospital if you're very fancy. If you're a countess. All the countesses with fans. Any hospital in Milan. With fans that require hospitalization. Yes. And and they're both like, oh, wow, this is her husband. But it seems like, I don't know what his deal is. He's insane. But he signs over the deed so that he can get out of this terrible city. Yep. So now Kit has a planet. But he also like said they for whatever reason, they really wanted to write him to be this character that weirdly is supposed to be sympathetic to bet. 
and it's yeah. supposed to make Bet feel as though she does deserve to have another chance with Tina. Right. But it's like completely taken out of context because he says everyone deserves compassion to start again. And Bet takes that to believe like, yeah, me and Tina <laughs> should be able to get back together. Yeah. It should be super okay. Yeah. yeah. This is sort of what they did with them is the same thing that like people do when they're writing really bad shows about high school where instead yeah. of like actually like having characters reach a conclusion, they just have like a teacher give a lecture on a, on a book that somehow is relevant and to the And then they the have a shot of the, of the person thinking during yeah. the lecture. And like, and oh my God, I am like Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, this is just such a weird, this is such a weird scene. This character we've never seen before shows up to end Marina's storyline officially and tie up that loose end. Give Kit a brand new storyline. Like it's just such a weird thing for this random man to be doing. Totally. Whatever. He's a very weird device used by the writers in this instance. Yeah. I would have preferred if she left with a voicemail. Yeah. The Elwood. It's me. (laughs) I had to leave. I think about you every day. Yeah. Click. I'm hospitaling. Um, (laughs) Then we go to Tina in bed crying and masturbating. I wrote someone is uh, It's called Christurbating. <laughs> the music is so weird in this scene. Yeah. It's like a sound. And I'm sure this is some sort of remix of the title music, but I'm not sure how. I thought it was a very realistic scene for what Tina, where Tina would be out emotionally. And we imagine she's crying because she wants bet back she's lonely is that what we presume that was how maybe I guess her whole life was kind of destroyed everything's kind of fucked yeah bet is drinking a beer on her porch back porch front porch back porch maybe back porch hard to surrounded say. by her chinese I, food takeout and, box. Then, and then yeah and shane comes over and i wrote two poly people on a porch wow beautiful but neither of them identify as such mm. They're drinking Dosecchi Spear, which um, is the only beer you will ever see on the show. Yeah. Just letting you know that now. True. I used to call it the L word beer. Like, yeah, you sure did. So, yeah, this is the hot reject club. Um, <laughs> Jenny shows Jenny up. shows up. They're all of these people. So- and there's like sexual tension no? Yes. Like bet it's looking at both Shane and at Jenny as if like to say I could fuck either of you. I feel right. Like, and I also feel like Shane and Jenny are looking at each other like. We could fuck each other. Yeah. But instead, Jenny said she can't find a roommate. She put an ad on Craigslist. I hope I don't get any crazies. You will. (laughs) And uh, Shane's like, oh, you need a roommate? I still live in a room with four Four roommates roommates and I have to like sell it in my room. And my and my friend Clive sold their DVD players for drugs. So uh, I'm kind (laughs) of on their shit list. And I would love the, app- the writing of the scene is so weird. Jenny's like, I put an ad on Craigslist looking for a roommate. I hope I don't get any crazies. And then Beck goes, oh, so you're looking for a roommate? <laughs> and I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, because she brings over a big stack of newspapers because she's going to look yeah. for all the people who are looking for roommates in the yeah. papers. Ugh. Remember newspapers? Milkman, paper, black and white TV. <laughs> you know, this was the old, this, you do remember that they do. This show does. <laughs> Everywhere you look. Everywhere you look. Yeah. <laughs> Milkman, the milkman, the paper boy. Evening TV. Evening TV. That's the scene. That's the scene. Who's mm-hmm. the milkman? I think it's Shane. Jenny is the paper boy. And that's the TV. That's the TV. Yeah. <laughs> that's how I, that's how you, people identify these days. Wow. Anyway, the episode ends with Shane saying she might want to be Jenny's roommate. And so we're like, yay, Jenny can keep the house. Yeah, and they're going to be roommates. Like smiling and like, well, oh, Bet hasn't smiled in forever. Well, yeah. Bet is like smiling in like a way of like, yeah i'll finger you later (laughs) that's it right 
Hot Goss. Hot Goss comes from Brittany Ashley, who slid into my DMs with a very important message. Would you like to share it with us now, Brittany Ashley? So Sarah Shahi, who plays Carmen, she was on Access Live, and she made this joke about um, using a strap-on with her husband, Steve Howie. So she basically talked about pegging her husband, and I loved it so much. God, she's such... Just is such a hero for the also community. you should you should Google image search them because this is a he, she is a tiny little woman and he is a gigantic he's, man. Yeah, he's the guy in Shameless. Yeah, I really, really like him talented. a lot. Yeah, he's great. And now I love them even more. Yeah, because now you can imagine her hopping on on there and boop 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 right in the butthole. Yeah, beep 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 beep. Yeah, beep 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 boop boop beep boop 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 boop. Yeah, it's the theme song. She probably does it. She probably does it. She probably pegs them to the sounds of Shane and Carmen fucking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she probably got easier to do a special remix just for her. Just for her. I would do it. I'll, I'll make it for her right now. That's where I want to be in 10 years is making that, you know? Thus concludes our weekly hot gossip segment. Thus spoke Brittany Ashley. Brittany. Yes. Is there any like projects you're working on or social media handles that you have or things, podcasts that you run that like I might be on one day? Oh, sure. Or do. anything like that that you want to tell our wonderful listeners about? Yes. Uh, so you can find me on social media at Brit27Ash. That is B-R-I-T-T-27-A-S-H. I have two podcasts. One two is... podcast. I sure do. That's a lot. One is an Angel rewatch podcast called Angel on Top that I co-host with Autostraddle favorite Laura Zack. And that Laura is in Zach. tandem with Buffering the Vampire Slayer. And I also have another podcast called Don't Tell the Babysitter Mom's Dead, which is a podcast where I interview another person who has lost a parent or two. And then we talk about a pop cultural touchstone. And Reese is actually going to be on episode four of the second season, which is coming out in like a month and a half. Yeah. So look out for me talking about your favorite topic. Yeah. yeah. And that and those podcasts are available on all places you get podcasts. All of the podcasts. Every yeah. single podcast location. Is there anything else you're working on you want to tell people about? Sure. Uh, a show that I worked on premieres tomorrow, so a week ago. Okay. Uh, it's called 12 Forever. It's on Netflix. And then, yeah, you could check out any of my stuff at BrittanyAshleyFunny.com. And, you know, I'm just writing in my yeah. computer. You'll see stuff. You'll see stuff. Yeah. That's yeah. Still, like Jenny, it's she coming. writes in her computer and then you see stuff. Yeah. I Yeah, I'm basically like the Jenny Schechter of the LA queer community. Wow. Yeah, that's actually true. That's what everyone says. Yeah, thus everyone's spoke like, oh, Brittany, Brittany Ashley. Ashley. That, yeah, thus spoke yeah. Brittany Ashley. Yeah, that'll be the name of your first memoir. Memoir. Yeah. yeah. I can Obviously. imagine the cover will be really cute. Mm -hmm. Maybe Robin can shoot it. That'd be great. Uh, Anne Ramsey? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Just want to say the word Anne Ramsey. Yeah. One more time. Uh, one more, more time. like Anne Rams me. It pays to listen all the way to the end of a podcast. It does pay to listen all the way to the end of a podcast. Otherwise, you would have not gotten that gem. You would not have gotten that gem. Also, um, if you don't already, you should follow to Ellen Back on Instagram and on Twitter. Um, it's to Ellen Back. To Ellen Back. Um, the I'm, title and I'm Otto Win. My website is Autostraddle. Carly is Carlytron. Yeah. I'm speaking for her now like Bet Speaks for Tina. And like how Tanya speaks for Dana. And how Tanya Wow. So many parallels. controlling women. Yeah. Um, Brittany, do you, <laughs> Brittany's taking a picture of Carol. Uh, yeah, she's on my lap. Hey. It's very cute. Brittany, do you have, uh, is she giving you a lap dance? 
She, yeah, well, she's giving me it on my ass, which is <laughs> yeah. really confusing. Booty to booty. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have an L word in your head? Hang on. Wait, let me get it. Okay. Okay. Got it. Okay. Do you have one? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Um, I do, t- I do too. All right. So we're going to all say them yeah. at the same time. Yeah. One, two, three. Laceration. <laughs> what was yours, Carl? Lawyer because of mm. choice. Yeah. <laughs> I said laceration. I don't know why. Uh, hot. Cool. Mine yeah. was linguistics. Oh, wow. Very nice. Hot. Yeah. Also hot. Yeah. Thanks for listening. You're all great. And we love you so much. Brittany, thank you so much for joining us on the program today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yay. Laughing, moving, fisting, fighting, fucking crying, drinking, squirting, judging, ranting, camping, riding, thinking, scheming. This is the way, it's the way that we live.